people we finally made it it's been weeks designing sampling print testing the first merch drop is finally here i introduce you Ola Pato, the official t-shirt. You can now buy this bad boy to support the podcast. We're super happy with the outcome. 240 grams of 100% bio cotton. It's a fair trade t-shirt made by Stella and Stanley and designed with my tattooer brain to age super gracefully and look way cooler in a few months than it does today. Not only it has a vintage kind of retro design and the broken texture to it, but it's also uh, printed using direct transfer CMYK instead of screen printing so that the aging process of the print is much faster than your average t-shirt. This will make that the t-shirt gets that like used washed look uh, much faster and by the time the print gets where you want it to be, the t-shirt doesn't look super raggedy and old and yellowish. It has a big ass print in case someone thought that this was some sort of like children's TV show from your nephew and yeah they're available in my online store you will find the link in the description below go for them super limited uh, run this time around just to test a little bit the waters uh, be fast otherwise they'll be gone it's the first week of somewhat shitty weather and I'm already like this. This is nothing compared to where we're going, to where we're headed uh, when it's proper winter and I'm already this sick. I apologize. My voice is raspy. My nose is dropping. Um, over the last few days, I've had a couple of interesting appointments with people who wanted new pieces next to uh, older pieces that they were not so happy with. They were not yet sure if they wanted to cover them up or if they wanted to just add stuff around it to distract the eye. Um, but after spending a long, long time trying to figure out, you know, how to make the shapes kind of flow around it and, and you know, trying to, sorry, make uh, sure that the, that the negative space between them felt right and whatnot, uh, I just suggested like, look, why are we breaking our head? Why, if you anyway don't like this piece, why don't we simply step over it? Uh, it doesn't need to be fully, but maybe a corner is enough to push that piece to the background. And with, with another client, we had a similar problem, but it turned out that they were a little bit more um, emotionally attached to the piece than they, that they thought. So we decided to kind of step over it, but not tattoo over it, uh, but, but underneath it. Uh, if that makes any sense. So yeah, over the last few days, I've had a blast over and a blast under with people who had never really uh, heard about layering uh, your, your tattoos. Uh, this was possible, especially the blast over, because the older piece was was very low contrasted. And, and it got us talking about, yeah, about low contrast and layers when it comes to, to this new aesthetic in modern tattoos, right? And I could see their concern, like, oh, is this a trend? Will this pass? Um, should I commit to it? But, it? but it did make sense. And I think besides the fact that it was a new idea for them, I think they, they kind of uh, thought it does make sense. So it, it made me think a little bit um, if leaving the trend aside and leaving the fact that it's the modern way to approach uh, placement 
if this aesthetic could be a symptom of of a, of a moral evolution and and let me explain that a little bit when 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 i was in my early 20s which is like 300 years ago that must have been probably like 2005 six, seven, eight, something like this um i was kind of like an odd cat um i i was coming from my late teens and and being more indoctrinated in trying different different urban cliques or whatever you know trying to am i the skater boy am i the god boy am i the whatever um and and going a little bit with the times when it came to to um, music and 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 fashion and whatnot thing that at the time barcelona is always a little bit behind but but that tells you how old i am that the the hot new uh shop in barcelona was h&m uh, it didn't exist <coughs> sorry so i was i was past all that moving away a little bit from from mainstream culture and i was really um coming to my to my own when when it came to to musical taste and the way i i dressed i it was still hard to find secondhand uh, clothes in Barcelona. All the shops and, and projects that, that were around the, the, the idea of, of upcycling clothes were connected to Berlin and Amsterdam, uh, but you could find a, a bunch of stuff. So I had a lot of people around me just thinking like, dude, you're so weird, you dress weird, you, you, you listen to weird music, um, you, 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 yeah, you buy weird, Everything about you is weird and, and we're fucking puzzled, but we love you. Um, and, and that stayed like that until someone um, rescued a, a long lost word that was probably maybe for like, I don't know, 50 years lost, the word hipster, right? And they, they, they realized that not only me behaving this way, but there's a bunch of other people that do it and they have a, a, a certain uh, taste in common and, and ticks and ways that they talk and ways that they dress. And then they determine like, oh, you guys are hipsters. And, and that helped everyone around me uh, not only make a more sense of my behavior and the behavior of others doing strange things around them, but it also... Um, undermined any conversation that we could have right every time that you would talk to someone and would start going a certain way <clears throat> they would just cut you off like oh man you're a fucking hipster and then that would be the end of it right and i knew at the time it's almost like i had that i, I could see the, the the code in the matrix right i could see that whatever i was feeling uh, other people were feeling and that it was the right way to go and that that the way people just uh, boiled everyone doing things differently into, into a caricature and gave it a funny name and and just uh, yeah undermine the, the 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 values behind the movement uh, was was a very um, engineered way of 
of not having certain conversations. Printed Mint, everyone. Printed Mint is a print-on-demand company that specializes in dropshipping. If you're like me and you don't yet know what print-on-demand means, it's the most comfortable way of running your merge operation. Printed Mint allows you to choose from over 300 products that you can personalize with your own design and add to your online store. Once an order has been placed, Printed Mint takes care of printing it for you. That way, you don't need to invest in a huge inventory and take any unnecessary risks. Oh, and the best thing? Printed Mint doesn't have an order minimum because they understand that you have to start somewhere before you can grow your business. But that's not all. Printed Mint takes care of packaging each order with your custom branding stores the order for you and even ships it directly to your customer. Say goodbye to all your headaches, not only of printing, but also stocking, storing and delivering your products. Visit printedmin.com or use the link in the description below. People, say hello to Tinyland, our new sponsor. When you're a Mediterranean helicopter mom, well that sounds like me, you want to make sure that your children have the best tools possible to develop their brain. And when I say tools, I mean of course toys. Children should definitely not have actual tools. Tinyland is a brand made by parents for parents following some of the teaching principles of Maria Montessori with toys that promote hands-on learning, independence and creativity in your children. Keeping always simplicity in mind, Tinyland's toys are carefully designed to align with specific milestones in your kids' development by engaging with their sensory stimulation. Head now to tinylandus.com and discover premier quality eco-friendly toys and home decor made from the best natural materials. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can now get 10% off your purchase by clicking the link in the description below and using the promo code TINYLAND2023. That is promo code TINYLAND and the numbers 2023. And I remember at the time already being able to draw that parallel with the hippie movement of the 60s, right? Um, it started with a bunch of individuals that, that were essentially going against the times. Uh, fuck you, I'm not joining your stupid war. Fuck you, I'm not treating my wife the way you want me to. Fuck you, I'm not working and dressing and, and listening to the music that you want me to. <coughs> Very legit points against um, the establishment, but... The ideology came with a look and with music and with slang and with lifestyle and it was all kind of goofy. So uh, it, was really f it was really easy to make fun of them once they figured out that th this common thread between all of these young people beha behaving in a strange way. Sorry. They just said like, oh, you're a hippie. And at first... It was like, if you talk a certain way or if you, if you bring up certain ideas, I will shut you down by saying like, oh, you're just a hippie. And then if you look a certain way, I'm not even going to let you talk. Oh, long hair, you're a hippie. Shut up, right? So that's, that's essentially one of the first examples that I, that I could find of, of this uh, situation happening. Uh, an, an underground movement uh, became a mockery, then it was absorbed by mainstream culture and eventually uh, faded into a niche, right? Nowadays, it's been 60 years later and you would still find hippie resurgence every few years in fashion and people who uh, 
um, still identify with the lifestyle and and so it's not that it disappeared the aesthetic the music the the the, the way of talking the way of living but it did not it, it already did the job that it had to do and the job that it had to do is push uh, push society forward when it comes to to its moral standards right uh, nowadays I, I would definitely not consider myself a hippie but I most certainly have more in common with the way hippies in the 60s um, were thinking than not people that were um, you know more conservative the way I think about war the way I, I think about sexual freedom the way I think about um, you know, minority rights, the way I think about, um, I don't know, <clears throat> whatever, spirituality, everything lines up with their way of thinking minus the goofy lifestyle and aesthetic and whatnot, right? And I think that is a little bit similar with the hipsters. The contribution is obviously way smaller, but I do think that nowadays not everyone... Uh, needs to run around with a second-hand car cardigan to to be in line with the values that hipsters were starting to promote. Responsible consumption. Um, I'm not buying your new products for as long as you cannot guarantee that these products are not ethically resourced. Uh, a different, a, a little bit of a skepticism about technology for the sake of technology. Understanding that certain things that 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 were deemed obsolete were actually better than the than the than than the newer and more technology savvy versions. So I think um, is yet another example of the trend not not really disappearing but fading into a niche audience. There there are still guys that run around with you know like handlebar mustache and running around with a fucking monocycle or whatever. But for the most part, it feels like society became a little bit more hipster in that sense, in the way we, we consume clothes, the way we consume food, the way we, con we consume music. Um, and I feel like this might be another step in this uh, ethical evolution, right? Um, perhaps this low contrast in, in modern tattoos... <clears throat> is nothing but a reaction to, to the tattoo industry's racist um, contrast theory. Um, I think a bunch of, of tattooers uh, saw the damage that this contrast theory had made in the sense that we deemed uh, a very uh, binary way of looking at contrast, correct amount of contrast, incorrect amount of contrast, and that was made from the perspective of a bunch of white tattooers. And this made a lot of people of color feel inadequate. My skin doesn't work for certain styles. My skin tone doesn't work for certain colors. I cannot get certain genres of tattoo because they don't have enough contrast and things, you know, you can barely see them. And, and, and I feel like this new movement of tattooers going like, so what? 
look, I'm pale as fuck and my tattoos cannot be seen either. They have like super low contrast, they're all textured, I layered them up. Being able to identify perfectly what things are from, from a distance is overrated. Um, certainly not for me because my brain is coded that way, but it feels like, like younger people that enter the, 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 the tattoo industry in these last few years, they're getting rid of that notion of tattoos look to, need to look sharp and clean and identified, able to, to be identified or however the fuck you say that from a certain distance. All that is nonsense. Things can look like shapes, like textures. And if things have too low contrast and you want a little bit more contrast, you can blast over my work. So I wonder if perhaps once this trend, not that it will disappear, I don't think, I think it's here to stay, but it will probably uh, fade into a very niche um, genre of tattooing. So I wonder if once this fades, <coughs> sorry, um, that concept will stay. It will be interesting to, to see in a few years if um, the, the idea of one acceptable type of contrast when it comes to tattoos uh, gets destroyed by this generation of tattooers and we accept that there's uh, all sorts of... Yeah, I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the same way that probably like, you know, gender is a, a, a scale uh, and not, not, not such a binary concept. I think they're trying to push the idea that contrast can also be uh, a scale and, and that you can have like high contrast tattoos on darker skin, which look very low contrast. You can have uh, very low contrast tattoos on, uh, you know, fairer skin, which also look very low contrast. And that, that there's no, there's not anymore one standard fits all, sorry, when it comes to, to, um, to contrast theory. Um, that would definitely be an evolution when it comes to, to the ethical, <coughs> um, I don't know where I'm going. I kind of lost my train of thought, but you know what I'm getting at, right? Uh, I think it's easier for us to just undermine these as a trend and a silly thing that people will get tired of it. I don't think it's only that. I think there's something way more valuable behind it. And I think it's um, not going anywhere. And I think that in the future, probably a lot of tattooers who work in styles that look very different to the ones that are uh, trendy nowadays will still anyway share this vision when it comes to, to contrast. Uh, or at least one could hope so. Um, I think that's all the time we have for this week. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Remember to subscribe, like, comment, share, blah, 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 blah. Check the link. In the description below, uh, we have a Patreon now and uh, very soon merch coming. Stay tuned.